And welcome back to the Pants Party. Harrison Starr here, joined as always by Ben Ross. Ben, how are you doing on this uh, lovely uh, afternoon on a day we will not say uh, because, you know, we're just a couple of time thieves. But I am excited. Alleged, alleged time thieves. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm excited to go back to my favorite time, my favorite title, which is Talking Hawks on the Company Clock. And I am also yeah. <laughs> excited to see how many of my coworkers do not abide by me blocking off this one hour portion of my schedule. So I'm leaving my notifications on my work computer on to see how many Slack messages I get uh, over the course uh, of this pod. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no comment. I, I'll, I'll say, uh, I have a similar deal going on. Um, but you know what? It's, it's lunchtime. Let's, you know, it's been, it's been in our lunchtime, uh, chatting with each other. So, uh, I, I'm excited. I do want to talk through some things because, uh, I was on a car ride by myself up to, uh, a shopping trip to a big box store that is not in our area. So I had some time, Ben, and guess what I finally did? Um, I actually do want to try and guess, so let me think. You're on a car ride. You listen to us? You listen to our podcast? <laughs> well, a so, so, little bit. You're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're getting warmer. I'll say oh, did one. you listen to the, the three-hour Brian Ferentz affair? Yeah, I, I did listen to the the three hour Brian podcast, um, and it's here's where I stand with it is like the the way he talks about the Kentucky game is just infuriating because it 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 just, he talks about oh they came out and they possessed the ball for eight minutes, and I wasn't expecting that. It's like, do you not get a sheet that says the time of possession that Kentucky has? Because Kentucky was a top 15 team time of possession-wise. So you're caught off guard by that, and then just, oh, it's just brutal. It's brutal. Um, Am I misremembering? the second half of it, yeah. You go. Well, the second half of it is like, oh, I do forget, like, the 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 take that, oh, this guy's fine. Like, I hate him because he's bad at his job, and he's the most high-profile person bad at his job in the circle of things that I follow. But he's a fine guy. Like, you know, it, it was a humanizing second half. So that that's, I guess, all I, mean, I Is he a fine guy? That. I don't want to get into that, but... <laughs> I will ask that question. Uh, uh, he's he's a, a, a guy that the, the proverbial beer, you could share a beer with him at the bar watching games. And, and I, I guess, does that make him a fine guy or not? Up to question. Maybe but. I'd rather have him there than on the sideline. Um, <laughs> am I misremembering, or didn't he say something to Scott Docterman in the written portion of his three-hour podcast interview about how he would have changed his game plan if Kentucky was a Big Ten team? Or did I make that up? 
I don't remember seeing that. Um, okay, maybe I dropped that. But, like, I feel like your dream sequence is maybe something that Brain had. Like, he's just, he just assumed this is like, a classic SEC-style team and not a Big Ten team in SEC clothing. Uh, a sheep and wolf's clothing. Yeah, I guess a sheep and wolf's clothing would be what uh, uh, an SEC team playing, like, a Big Ten team would be, right? Um, so... Uh, it was weird. Like, it's just, he just goes on and on. He's in his element. Like, that's the thing about it, too. Like, where he can just talk and talk. Weissakow did do a pretty good job of correcting him a couple times in terms of, like, actual stats. He was trying to say that Iowa was above 60% in one and eight Stanley's year. He was not. Did he push back on, what is the big problem you had where... Uh, what the correlation wasn't causation with top offenses and bottom oh. defenses the other way around. Yeah, that was in the Scott Dockerman original piece where he was like, "Oh, if you look at the best offenses, it's because they're bad defenses." But like that just doesn't track, and he didn't bring that up again. The other thing I will say about it was, um, I think he got some notes in terms of his bedside demeanor. Uh, I think Kirk may have uh, read Scott's piece where Brian was letting F-bombs fly. And I remember the 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 very first podcast with Lystakow had that, like, oh, this is a free-flowing conversation disclaimer where he cussed a little bit. He, he, he uh, kept a, 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 you know, a tight leash on himself in, in terms of what he was saying, which I view as... A directive from Kirk, as much as anything, whether I'm correct or not. Or do, or do that was think, my weekend, Ben. Or do you think Brain got uh, what's it called for director's final cut? He was able to listen to it and make changes uh, as he saw fit. Uh no, I don't. I don't think that was it. But I think that's a fun. That's a fun conspiracy. Yep. Well, what's wrong with it? And then when I I got <laughs> when I got back from that trip, Ben. We embarked on something even more frustrating than listening to a podcast, which is putting furniture together. So uh, that was my weekend. How has your weekend been? It was great. Had my annual charity golf tournament with all the folks I graduated college with. My team won. Um, eighth annual uh, Rooter Cup is what we call it. Uh in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Great. Happy to be part of a contributing member of a winning team, finally. Uh, got 54 Were you 7 up until then? No, the score is now, it was 5-2, to two, and now it's 5-3. to three. Um, Okay. 54 holes in two days, this body you can't handle that. We, we have to make some changes to the format because we are getting too old to, to be doing this. So is it like it's like a true Ryder Ryder Cup, except for the fact that you guys are mean to each other, I presume, which with the great pun of turning the Y into a U, and then um, no one takes a, a round off. You're, you're all you're all playing every round. <laughs> yeah, it's it stinks. It's actually called the Ruder Cup because Apple kept on auto correcting Ryder to Ruder, so we. That's just, we just went with it because we were too lazy to come up with a different name. Uh, but yeah, we. It's I think there's 
yeah, there's 32 of us, so two teams of 16, uh, four foursomes apiece. Very, very competitive. It's so competitive that my the team staying separate lodging the night before during the weekend. So one team stays in one one Airbnb and the other team stays in another. <laughs> uh, it's very cutthroat. So, so are, are these sixteen team team sixteen person teams selected and like you have that sixteen team for the rest of your life? Is that how this goes? Basically, we had a draft eight years ago for the first one and no there's been we've expanded so some players have left we've added some players but nobody has played for both teams yet we did there were discussions that if we went down what would it be six two this year we'd probably have to do a redraft of some sort but uh for now we're holding holding on strong i'm team usa obviously team europe can pound sand That that's incredible to me. Uh, Thirty-two people is a lot of people, Ben. I don't think I have that many people in my life as it stands. So the fact that you're able to to hold on to that tradition, it's it's exciting. I'm happy for you. I'm I, I'm I'm glad you're able to get that third win. Did you? So is it is it scored basically like the Ryder Cup or Presidential Cup or whatever? It used to be. Last year we changed the scoring because. It uh, we're just not good enough to do the, the Ryder Cup scoring. So now it's just all match play. It used to be match and stroke play. Okay. We'd, the first nine of each 18 would be match play, and the second nine of each 18 would be stroke. But now we're just doing straight match. That makes sense. That makes sense. How many how many uh, shots of yours counted, Ben? I know it's been a little bit of a, a running joke between... Uh, us and just you in general this summer that your golf game's fallen off. But it's awful. It's did, so bad. Did you have a good weekend? Me and my me and my partner, we actually only took one of four possible points, but and we could have we should have taken at least two and a half, but neither of us can putt. Uh, putting was the most, and usually putting is probably my the second best part of my game after chipping. Um, we probably used I bet forty percent of my shots, which I'd say is pretty good. Okay. We probably used one percent of my tee shots, uh, which is very bad. <laughs> but yeah, we'll take it. You you sent me the video of what was presumably your first shot of of the weekend. Second and, eighteen. And it looked good as a first shot of the, oh, second, the second eighteen. 18. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It, it it went where it needed to go, Ben. Like you didn't embarrass yourself on that one. That probably was my best drive of the day. <laughs> And it got on video, which is all that matters. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you'll you'll be bouncing your grandchildren on your leg, showing them that video. This is what this is what Pappy did eighteen times that that day, just striping it down the middle of the fairway. Ah, fantastic stuff, Ben. Fantastic stuff. So, um, although my weekend was a little more I- I- Iowa focused, uh, I think you've as we transition into really what feels like the preseason. Like, I think last week and the week before, it felt like, okay, we're, we're uh, kind of, we're, we're back in this rhythm of podcasting, but we're treading water, searching for content. Last weekend really p- picked up in terms of going through the schedule, and it finally feels like we're there, Ben. Like, uh, we're, we're 10 days away from watching Pat Fitzgerald, uh, you know, stuff, 
Scott Frost into, um, you know, the, the send him to be the bartender of the Guinness, uh, what you call it, bar in Dublin for the rest of his life because Northwestern is going to win that game. So, so we're there. We're could, in college football preseason. You could say Pat Fitzgerald is going to banish all the snakes from Ireland. Could you not? I think that joke goes over my head. Uh, my Saint, uh, British Saint, Isles. St. Patrick, banish the snakes of Ireland. Okay. My God. All right. Well, I'm a, I'm a bad Catholic, Ben. Um, <laughs> so, so, so point being, we're there. And I think, you know, my you have really ramped up the research, it would seem, in terms of diving into the takes for this season, the the framing of what it's going to be like. And I've, I kind of want to turn the reins over to, to you uh, to kind of walk through some of the, the talking points that you want to hit for this week as we uh, came out of Media Day, um, Kids Day, and then I guess Big Ten being there. Uh, those are kind of the, the three things that happened all, all within quick succession. And um, I don't know. Wh- wh- where do you stand uh, right now, a couple weeks out? I mean, media day, really nothing, right? Like all the notebooks I read, the recaps I read, there wasn't anything surpri- like even more so than usual. There wasn't anything. I didn't pick up any nuggets that, I mean, we've always talked about how buttoned up this program is to the media, but I mean, I didn't see anything different at all this year when it came to Iowa football's own media day. I do think the the thing that is a little bit different, and maybe it's just because everyone loves Kayvon Merriweather, but it seems like they've really turned the reins over to him as like the social media star of this team. Uh, I think that's maybe the one thing that's that stuck out for for me. Um, Are these guys on TikTok? But yeah. It's a good question, Ben. They haven't popped up on my uh, For You page. Um, are, are you saying we might have a, a Damon Bullock situation? I really hope that, so. That no That's one knows about? I, yeah. hope, I, I hope so, in which case I would <laughs> download TikTok then. If I can. If these guys are as good at creating content as Jordan Lomax and Damon Bullock, rest in peace, were, uh, I, would yeah. ha- I would have no hesitations about uh, <laughs> selling my soul to China again. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, so so I guess media day to your point, it, just the normal stuff, right? Like I, the the football stuff as it pertains to like quarterbacks. I think that was maybe the main storyline in terms of oh, is the offense changing or not? Um, how much is it changing? Th- this is where I just uh, I get you know, pessimistic because. Uh, What's kind of been glossed over in terms of this changes, and I think I've I've two different things to to say about it. Like, if Iowa had fired Brian, oh polls polls were the other thing that I was thinking about. If Iowa had fired Brain, or he had found another job and gone to do that, brought in John Budmeyer to do everything that's been done now, I think from a ranking perspective. Kirk would have been given some some positive momentum in terms of like look at all uh, look at what Kirk's willing to do to to turn an offense around and maybe you see Iowa and maybe the top certainly the top twenty five 
maybe the top 20, just be on the back of the defense. But the way everything's trended, and you're shaking your head, you are aghast at this. Um, the fact that everyone's still around, all the important people are around that were here last year that led a bottom 10 offense, they, you're just not going to get any benefit of the doubt. And I think we saw that in polls, and I guess that is uh, the most positive way that I can spin the changes that are occurring. The most negative changes, Ben, and I, I can't believe I hadn't thought about this uh, until just now, but um, or a couple days, is this is basically what we're trying to do in 2012, where quick, quick passing offense to supplement a stout run offense. And I I kind of came to that correlation like, oh boy, maybe it's going to be ugly, especially when we consider all, all the injuries happening at, at the wide receiver position. Uh, let's go. Oh, I want to go back to the wide receiver thing because it's one of the few things sure. I wrote down here. Uh, but you have a couple of things I want to push back on. Couldn't disagree yes. with the ranking thing any any stronger uh first of all like what you think installing a, a route uh, i'd say an absolutely not even a relatively unknown very unknown offensive quiet coordinator and john budmeyer would move the needle up to all the way to 20 yeah, for a preseason fair. ranking no that's fair. i'm not mad about the ranking because i think it's kind of funny because the way I, if had i've written the post for our for the blog i would have said iowa ranked number 26 in ap poll because that's where they were they were the second yeah. most receiving votes getting like 250 or something which is quite a bit and honestly that's not a, a bad place you want to be like if they win the first game of the week they'll probably be ranked because you know there there's a couple of top ranked matchups uh week one and just by virtue of not playing anybody great Iowa should squeak back in there. I think, I do think ranking, it's funny. Rankings are so overrated, they're a little underrated, I suppose. You know, they are important, especially for, like, coaching contracts and eyeballs and things like that, and that's all people look up, and gambling especially now, too. But preseason, you know, it's sort of going to take care of itself. And you know how Iowa could have secured a top 25 ranking? Fucking win the bowl game. If they beat Kentucky... They're without yeah. question ranked. Uh, what? That's a team coming off an 11 win season? Absolutely. How can you leave them out of the rankings? So that's Iowa's own goddamn fault uh, for not being ranked. Second thing, am I correct in hearing you, you, you were seeing, you're starting to feel, get flashbacks to the 2012 season with the, the way the offense is looking? I don't know if 2012 is the the right okay. framing, but just like the worst parts, simultaneously the worst parts and best parts of the whole Greg Davis era. The worst parts being if we're just going to have quick passing to a very potentially injured wide receiving core, mm. what, what what does that actually gain you? Because defenses are presumably just going to press cover them, make tougher throws, make tougher catches. Um, but the good parts, like, we're going a little all over the place. Like, I, I don't know how 
running backs could be viewed as anything other than like a huge reason to believe in this offense as far as being changed just because the style of their running um the the none of them have kind of those and when I say none of them I mean like Gavin Williams, LaShawn Williams, Caleb Johnson and then Jazz Jazz Peterson. They they call him Jazz. So uh, I will too. Um Peter Patterson, Patterson, excuse me. He's the slightest of the bunch and he's still like 190 pounds. But they all are downhill runners right away and how much of that is playing Iowa's defense, a defense that they know is going to play a certain way in run game, but also seeing that is just a lot different than the running that we had seen um, for the bulk of the last three years. And this isn't like a shot at Goodson, who's going to make an NFL roster, it looks like. Like, he's a very good running back, just not the right running back for the the skill and abilities of this offensive line as it stands right now. I did breathe a sigh, a sigh of relief when Kirk called Jazoon Jazz. That way, I never have to think about spelling his name. <laughs> when I write it, I can just say jazz. I I do. I, I I was afraid you were going to say Mark Wiseman was better than the current running back stable because I do. I agree with <laughs> well, you. I think I think our current running back depth is reason enough to believe that it will be better in 2012. And I'll go as far to say as I think across the board, not not counting injuries, I think this offense is talented everywhere besides the quarterback position than that 2012 team and I have extreme faith in the Williamses you know I kind of as much as I like to malign Brian it's like maybe we can get run game coordinator Brian circa 2015 uh, or 2016 uh, for this team and get two 1,000 yard rushers uh, out of these guys and that would be his greatest triumph I think and alleviate the pressures for a quarterback who's got documented struggles and what could become a maligned receive maligned, albeit very talent, top end talented uh, receiving room. Yeah, Ben, I I, I caught some of that. Uh, internet is being. Uh, classic internet. I guess everyone wants me back to, to the office, but uh, I will say, like I, I think the the piece I caught that I think is really hopefully prescient, and and the reason for optimism is, are we getting run game coordinator Brian? And if if we are, then hey, that that's an unironic use of the nickname Brain. So uh, I, I think there's reason for optimism, but I also worry about like. Is Iowa just going to be even more predictable than usual? And it, I guess it's not a problem if you get creative enough with the run game to manufacture stuff. But if it's more of the same, a lot of running into stacked boxes and just hoping that you're not moving backwards, it, it could, be, could be a long season on offense, an even longer season on offense. And, I mean, nothing lengthens a season quite like injuries. I was most disheartened outside of the abysmal passing stats from all three of Iowa's quarterbacks I saw at Kids Day, which, and maybe, you know, 
this is obviously part of it, but the absolute dereliction of healthy receivers uh, on the team right now, which is made, which is a pill that's even tougher to swallow considering the defections uh, the receiver room had in the offseason. Like, it it really, if that becomes, if, if we get a receiver, let's say a receiving core like 2012, where it's, who is it, Matt Vandenberg and nobody else? I can't, I can't name the number two receiver on the team right now. I, I, was, I was actually looking at this. It was Kevontan Martin-Manley and Tavon Smith were the number one and number two. But your point remains, like, that is a tough one, too. And that's why when I think about, oh, the worst of 2012 to 2016, it's that Riley McCarron as the number one that's receiver it. in 2016. I was thinking of Riley McCarron. And, yeah. and very good at his role. But he was asked to do too much in that 2016 season, and Iowa was in dire straits because of it. Um, there was a lot going on in that season in addition to that. But, like, to me, in some ways, that's why, like, oh, if Iowa can have a better version of that 2016 offense, which had 2,000-yard rushers, which you said, I can guarantee you 2,000-yard rushers, I would take that for this year. I don't even care about... Uh, how the wins and losses would shake out because I would trust it would be, you know, eight, nine wins instead of six or seven. So, uh, but that that's the fear is that Iowa just has so little on the outside that they can't do much of anything by, by making chunk plays in the pass game. The most, and to this point, like one of the most eye-popping things I saw was and Docterman wrote that Laporta was split out wide for a number of plays, which I have never even seen or heard of. I mean, they never split out Fant or Hawkinson out wide, did they? Sparingly, they did with both of them. But yeah, I mean, to, to show that card in Kid's Day is something. So it's going to be really, really tough to see highlight packages that can include Charlie Jones and Tyrone Tracy on Twitter on Mondays or Sundays or Saturday nights, and then see slash lines that <laughs> that include 130 yards and no touchdowns from Spencer Petrus. Uh, yeah, yeah, I caught that bit about the the stat lines from quarterbacks on Kids Day. I think you actually kind of, from my perspective, I thought the. Two starting quarterbacks did what I would have liked them to do. Um, a lot of people would like to see Petrus only throw six passes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Stocko, a, a cool, cool Stocko. Um, I think the other encouraging thing from kids today are the two freshman defenders in Xavier Wampa, who uh, might be living rent free in Joey Lavis's head, and Aaron Graves, and and I think. The Graves thing is pertinent because I do think some of the really good passes that uh, at least Alex Padilla, I think, had um, happened when Graves probably would have sacked him. So that's why I think, as much as anything, you take the the quarterback quarterbacking from Kids Day with a grain of salt. Uh, I, I wonder if 
the reason for that is just how good this defense can be. And it's like I just I don't I hate to like, oh I don't know how Phil does it. I know how he does it. He gets really good players to play for him now. Like I mean he's always had pretty good football players, but you know two four four star freshmen like showing why they're four and five star freshmen. Uh, that's exciting. So I yeah I want to go back to Wonkpa. I do want to talk about Graves. One one of the things I wrote down here is. Kirk said something to the effect of, I don't see a, a, a world in which we redshirt him, which I, he has never, ever said that about a true freshman, I think. Even A.J. Epinesa, I'm, maybe it was probably implied with Epinesa. And you are, you've been high on Graves, you know, from the start. I remember you had a tangent about him a few podcasts ago. And I guess I, I bet I'll chalk a lot of it up to my, uh, what's the word? just apathy towards Iowa football this offseason. Um, but, I mean, he sort of came out of nowhere for me. I guess I'm going to ask the same question about Wonkpa is where where does he fit? Like, I still believe A.J. Epinesa was underused as a true freshman. And how how and 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 obviously i i had great defensive ends on that team between parker hesse and anthony nelson and matt nelson before they moved him in the inside because of epinesa but iowa has great defensive ends again this season maybe not as good as those three guys but it's going to be really really tough i feel like for graves to break and get the snaps he should probably be seeing um i guess this is a good problem to have because i'm not like scared he'll get put in a drawer and then transfer but it's just i'm just seeing again this movie (laughs) again and again and again (laughs) i wonder if like his role starts out as something like maybe joe evans a a couple years ago Uh, i know they're completely different body types but like just that true rush end um in very specific passing situations to me that to your point, the interesting question to have is, like, if he does push for being a starter, like, what does that do to the defensive line? Does that shift Van Ness back inside as kind of a, a, a three-down defensive tackle? Good problem to have. Um, but I also think Iowa rotates even more defensive linemen this year and, and in the last couple of years than they did even in 2017. Like, I remember... Um, you know, instead of kind of alternating up Epinesa with Hesse, Hesse still got a ton of snaps inside and put uh, Epinesa on the on the outside. So um, I, I said then I think that Graves' stat line, if I could predict it, would almost be exactly in line with Epinesa's. I wonder if it's even going to be better, if it might be something like what we saw out of Van Ness last year where he's such a high-impact pass rusher that even if he's on on there for on the field for 20 snaps a game, he's living in the backfield, getting, you know, maybe approaching eight sacks. That would be, like, an absolute best-case scenario. But I would show that they can do that out of a freshman uh, in, in Van Ness last year. So maybe it's not crazy to think that Graves can have a similar impact as a pass rusher and then same question i guess is for wonkpa is where do you put him what role does he see, see him because like it, it feels like 
you know, you can't move around Kayvon, and you can't, I guess he can take the other safety position sparingly, and it seems like, to me at least, the easiest spot to put him in, easiest, quote-unquote, is cash, but I feel like that position takes a season to learn, and if we were to usurp Cooper to Gene, that would make people mad too, because people want more CDJ. So what Wakpa feels like in a even stickier situ- situation. Yeah, I mean, you. I think it starts at the point where what you say about the cash, you need to be there quite a bit, and I agree with that. Um, so there isn't necessarily that opportunity to rotate like there is in being a defensive end like Aaron Graves presumes to be. So Wampa, I think his positional versatility is probably between cash and safety. And I'm wondering if what we see is, I mean, just they just have too many guys. Like, I mean, you think about it, you can only put 11 on the field. And it's like, oh, well, if you put Dejean and Wampa out there, conceivably you could still have the your two best corners, two safeties that are on there all the time. But now you're getting rid of a linebacker, a defensive lineman. And maybe you do see like some really unique, maybe three, two type of stuff. And you're blitzing a little more. Um, I, I did see one of the, the Dave Revson's, um, what you call it? His little Twitter videos had DeGene, um blitzing. So maybe that's something that you see is like, you know, six, I don't know, dime packages, but you're still taking a Justin Jacobs off the field. You're still taking a stout run defender like Noah Shannon or Yahweh Black off the field. So it's like good problems to have, but I don't know if Wonka is just going to be like a special teams darling and just show out in practice and garbage time. Hopefully we have a lot. Um, and then maybe mid-season he starts to kind of get more PT. But I don't know. Like, does Merriweather get – is he the guy with the short end of the stick on this? I don't know. But as Kirk said, people are asking about Merriweather from, from an NFL draft perspective. So a lot, lot, of, lot of bodies. A lot of bodies. I mean, to me, the odd man out is whoever starts opposite – Merriweather is finds himself in sort of a thankless lose lose situation, um, but I, I, again, I just am I am predicting eat calls for more Wonkpa or more Graves or, and or both, and and I'll probably be the one holding that megaphone and. I guess it's going to be it, – obviously, all of it's going to depend on results too. You know, if Iowa's yep. defense is as great as it usually is with these guys in, then I guess what is there to complain about? Yeah. I mean, I I think the, the wins are going to be what defines the, the roles of the defenders people want on there to be um, – but I also think, like, Iowa's got a lot of cool stuff that they could do. Like, I, I wonder if we do see some 3-2 type of stuff. Uh, I wonder if we see 
Um, you know, maybe there is rotation among defensive backs. Like, that might be something that Phil just wants to do. Hey, DeGene, Wampa, the cash is there for one of you two guys. Um, we'll open up strong safety when Merriweather's gone, but for a role this year, it's between you two. Um, and maybe that plays out. Uh, Iowa rotated linebackers, like with Campbell two years ago, right after he had, I think it was mononucleosis. Um, he wasn't able to go full game, so they rotated him. Um, there's been rotations in the past among the back seven, but um, there are only 11 guys who can play is ultimately what it comes down to. And I think what's most encouraging is that Graves and Wampa seem to be checking all the boxes that Kirk wants to see because, like you said, uh, to kind of lead this off, I don't think I've heard Kirk Ferentz praise freshmen in public the way he praised those two guys, and that says as much as anything. Yeah, I have to agree. I, I do remember, like, whenever somebody asked him about Epinesa, he was so quick to mention Hesse and Anthony Nelson uh, when those came up, and he could do that with Evans or Van Valkenburg or... Um, Merriweather when these guys are brought up, but he hasn't. Yep, yep. And then I think, uh, you know, maybe as we kind of just round the corner, the special team stuff, um, and this is maybe why I am most encouraged about what we saw at a kid's day, is the the kickers going 15 for 15. Now, it was a beautiful, sunny, placid, uh, late summer's day, and in Kinnick Stadium where, where they hit everything from, I think it was 35 yards to 53 yards. Uh, as I recall, the, the And every kick, every kick was from the hash mark, or from a hash mark too, so nothing was center. Yep. So I think that's, that's maybe the most encouraging thing um, in, in terms of who's, you know, we, we have, you've been on the precipice of this, Ben. I said precipice twice today. Um, kind of leading the charge of uh, Kicker being a untold storyline, and man, did they quiet it, at least for me. Do you think we see a situation, and I know this has happened before, I can't remember who it was, but we have a shorter, we have a long kick specialist and a shorter specialist between these two guys, Aaron Blom and Drew Stevens, or does one just win the job outright? I, I, I think you do see the two. Like, I, I think we had a little bit of that with even Duncan. Like, I think Duncan, his freshman year, took everything inside of like maybe 45 yards. Okay, yeah. And I think it may have been Racinos who had everything past that. And then Racinos won the job outright the following year. Um, to me, that's the that would be kind of the, the way to play it. Um, in some ways, I think, like, Stevens might be the the guy you want to cultivate as the the multi-year kicker. So if you can not ruin his confidence with the long kicks, then um, maybe he's got a distance that he feels good about. Because I, I was thinking about this one, this, this like, would you rather, Ben, would you rather have an Iowa kicker who is 100% from 45 yards in, 95% 45 yards in or 
all the way out to 65 yards. And like every 10 yard increment, he's 80%. I think the 45 and in. Because it's just, I mean, obviously the longer kicks will come less often, but in higher leverage situations, probably. But I think 45, you just find yourself in every single game. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So maybe I need to to rethink that. That would you rather? Because um, I don't think it was. I thought it was. We can more compelling, we can workshop it. No, it was it's very, too easy an answer. Very easy. <laughs> um. So I think kicker was a good thing, and then the the other one that I think Warren's mentioning around special teams, Ben, is Cooper DeJean as a potential holder. I'm sorry, I missed that. You said Cooper DeJean punt returner. No, as the holder for place kicks. Oh, really? Did you see I didn't, this? No, I did not see yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, so I think they had been doing that a little bit with him at spring, and then they showed it on Kids Day. He was holding some kicks. I Color me intrigued. Was he a high school quarterback? Yeah, he was okay. high school everything. Yeah, I, I knew his high school everything. I didn't know if quarterback, he had time to be QB. Um, yeah, it's very intriguing. I did look at the... Punt re- the punt returner depth and was yeah. not, you know, it's going to end up being Riley Moss and he's going to end up fair catching everything. I'm afraid of that happening this season. Um, I think so. Like, like I, I think what I'm a little surprised didn't come out as a uh, storyline was what I was done in the past with like the hundred percent returner. Um, you know, walk on wide receiver. I think that's been kind to them in the past between Groningwig and Jones. I'm surprised. Wet Jin, I think, is um, the kid out of Iowa Western who was really pretty good for them in that role. That I think if if Lavar is getting creative, that's probably the guy who gets it. Um, but if it's just the surest hands, then my guess is it may just be Riley Moss. <clears throat> yeah, I, I guess so. And kick returner, less important, not very important every, in every year, as which is dumb to say, because Charlie Jones was eminently important at that position last year. But what are you going to do? Here's the thing, Ben. Like I, I got to kind of put a bow on just the, the stuff that we saw. It's like Iowa has a lot of good problems, a lot of bad problems, so a lot of problems. But I think that at this point, knowing how Kirk Ferentz prefers to build a football team, I think you'd skew. That That's why I kind of think I'm a little more optimistic. Not like, oh, I was going to win the West again optimistic. Because I, I, I last year was a team who backed into that by a number of different uh, definitions. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, they, they were probably a 7-5 and five team who won 10 games and gotten, got to the West. Successful season by, by that metric. Um, so, you know, if they're an 8-9 eight, eight, win team, I'd be, pretty, I'd be pretty happy with that, to be honest, especially, especially if the offense has an identity. Otherwise, it's, it's going to be another slog. I can almost assure you it will be a slog. 
Fair enough, my friend. Fair enough. Um, were, were, were there any uh, things that, that you saw that you wanted to, to talk about, maybe more, more broadly speaking? or um... We've got everything. Uh, we've covered everything I wrote down here for my show notes. I have one question. Last thing yeah, I've written down exactly. we haven't addressed. Does Brody Brecht play a down of Iowa football? Not just this year. I think this was period. I think this was a Houston Hawkeye take oh, way really? back in the day. Um, if I get over point five, I'm taking. I'm if the over under is point five, I'm taking it. If it is, I don't know, a downs. If it's ninety nine point five, I don't know that I'm taking it. But he's by far the most interesting guy they have for that X receiver, the big guy who can maybe do some stuff. So um, I guess he's got, what, two years before he can get drafted by Major League Baseball? So can't I'm they, definitely taking over. Can Major League Baseball? Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, never mind. Um, that, that got changed, right? They used to be able to get drafted whenever, right? I, I always thought it was... As a high school senior, or if you commit, you have to play three years in college. Oh, really? Baseball's so goddamn weird. It's so weird. Like, I think Bryce Harper got around that by playing junior college. So, like, that's mm. that's a way that you can get drafted inside of three years. Gotcha. Um, what do you think? What do, what do you think about Brody Brecht? If the if the over under is point five, are you taking the under? I play the. I mean, I would love to see him in an Iowa suit up and play for Iowa and be what Jeff Samarja, but I think honestly, I think it'd be very stupid of him. I think it's stupid for him to even go through the, this exercise. We can hit 101 miles per hour on the gun. He can play one year of Major League Baseball and be set for life. Yeah, you 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 uh. You throw one pitch in a Major League Baseball game and you get uh, health care for the rest of your life. You get that pension. So Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Granted, you know, it takes three more year, three years of being in the minors, too, to get there, usually. But um, I, I do think, you know, he, he knows what's up. And maybe he is a better football pro. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want to wear out his arm to the point where it's unusable after the age of 28. But, you know, if he plays football, then we're talking about his brain and not his arm. So it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Yeah, this is where I just, like, get back to the the emotion surrounding Iowa sports, but specifically Iowa football for homegrown Iowans. Like, I'm a good example in some respects, right? Grew up in Iowa, didn't go there, still love Iowa sports. And Brody Brecht, like, throughout his pre-draft prospects, um, let it made known to, to college teams or to pro teams that he, one of his goals was to suit up and run out of Kinnick Stadium. Um, he's already done that. So, does he do things? The, the thing that concerns me for him, though, is just, like, I hate that the... the the fact that he's been injured for the two football seasons and kind of the lead up of this one, excuse me, the one football season all last year, mm-hmm. the lead up to this one, 
I don't want to see him, as you mentioned, ruin the potential payday of MLB by... He's barely played a full... He's barely... He's been injured for, all, for most of baseball, too, right? He hasn't put together a full baseball season, hasn't he? I think... I, th- I think he... I'll have to check it. I remember him having what seemed like a full baseball season. He just wasn't in, like, the role that pe- people wanted him to be in. Like, he was kind of that fire, the the flamethrower out of the bullpen versus a um, a starter. True Everyone one, wanted yeah. him to be a starter. Yeah. But it made sense. Because he, he started that one game in the Big Ten tournament, and he had a very, very quick hook. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I guess that's all I really, the only Iowa baseball really paid attention to last year. I know. So we got to your question. I guess the other thing, though, that maybe we, we missed when talking about the offense was the offensive line, once again, seems to be mired in injuries. Yeah, I, I did have injuries written down here. I think some. I think Scott counted 26 guys who would either, between either being starters or see a significant time were out. It's just that time of year. You know, uh, I'll be more worried about it when it comes to, say, week two or three. I, I still think this offensive line will be an improvement from last year simply by way of um, it'd be tough to get worse than last year, I think. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, neither here nor there. So, uh, Ben, we, a cool 50 minutes. Now we have 10 minutes to, to eat our lunch. Fantastic. Um uh, and anything else for for anything else that that you wanted to talk about? I think that just about covers it. Fantastic, my friend. Well, uh, I I have nothing else to add. So for uh, Ben Ross, Ren Boss twenty three on the Bird app, Harrison Star HD underscore Star, go Hawks. Go Hawks.